educating, informing, entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Welcome aboard, boys and girls, to the Thursday edition. Woohoo! We almost made it through this week. We've just got one workday left. But, uh, yeah, educate, inform, entertain. Let's do a little bit of all of that today, shall we? Uh, truth over tribalism, principles over partisanship. Let's go. It's 510, Thursday, October 26th. Uh, follow us on X, if you will, and in um, Facebook. We'd love to continue the conversation when we're not here in front of the microphone. We don't we only get you an hour a day, so uh, yeah, follow us on there. I I posted this afternoon. Uh, I think you know by now of my love for music, and <clears throat> this uh, dips into my era. Well, I kind of missed the Beatles. By the time they broke up uh, in the seventies, I was just kind of showing up on the scene and listening to music, but. Uh, I posted a uh, a tweet, an X, a post, whatever the heck it's called, from Ringo Starr today, uh, uh, announcing uh, the last Beatles song ever uh, is coming out, uh, written and sung by John Lennon, developed and worked on by Paul McCartney, George Harrison, and Ringo Starr, and now finally finished by Paul and Ringo over four decades later. So how about that? Uh, I look forward to that. That's pretty cool. So you caught my attention already. <laughs> yeah, how about that? That's very cool. Yeah, say hello to Mr. Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire. Johnny, how's your how's your Thursday? Uh, it's, it's my Friday here. That's um, right. But we miss you uh, tomorrow. It's 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 been a day. It hasn't been too bad, but it's always good to be here. It's been we've been doing this for a while, and it's it's been been great to work with you, Dan. <laughs> well, and you are the official timekeeper of the uh, of the I Dan am. Parsons show because I I seem to fail in in keeping track of how long I've been here. But so check me on this. Next week will be our six month anniversary. That is absolutely am correct. Am I right? That okay. is correct. Okay. Not six weeks like you tried telling me in the pregame. <laughs> six months. <laughs> six months. And so here's how we're going to celebrate uh, uh, the Friday Afternoon Club. As you know, uh, the Friday Afternoon Club, we kind of uh, you know, do something a little different on Fridays. We have some adult beverages and eat and and drink and tell stories. And uh, we do that with Chef Kevin Shin. But Chef Kevin is off uh, gallivanting around uh, South Texas uh, this week. So uh, so he's not going to be with us. But here's what I want to do. Here's what we are doing, Johnny. And you'll miss it, but I'll tell you about it so you'll be jealous. <laughs> um, marking our six-month anniversary, I've just invited some of our regular guests uh, to come drop by the studio tomorrow between 5.08 and 5.59. And, you know, I'll have some adult beverages and we'll tell some stories. And uh, and and so that's a nice segue into Mr. Jeff Mall, who's uh, with us in studio today, as he often is, uh, at least once or twice a month, and uh, executive director of Your Visit Lincoln. And uh, so I did invite you, Jeff, as one of our regular friends of the show, but you've got other plans tomorrow. So Yeah, and uh, happy early six-month anniversary. And, uh, wow, what a great, refreshing take on local radio you've been. Oh, and and yeah. appreciate these opportunities. And it uh, seems like I haven't seen you for a while. Last time I was on, you, That's were, right. I you was... had a little break. You had something else to do work-wise. Yep, I did. And yep. uh, we had some good conversations. So thanks for having me in. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, so Jason Ball will be repping uh, the chamber tomorrow. So he's drinking for two. <laughs> to, uh, he, he should probably get a heads up on that. <laughs> I bet he'll. Uh, I bet he'll do just fine. Now, <laughs> sure is what will. I'm guessing. So, yeah. Anyway, well, Jeff, uh, welcome aboard. Yeah, I, I did miss you last time. I missed being here, um, and um, 
Yeah. So what's going on in your world? It, so you're an empty nester now. So life's a little different for you and the mall uh, household. It is. It's still a, a um, we're still trying to figure things out. So we, we moved Eli off here back in August and uh, it's been different. You know, nights are a little less hectic and busy because what we used to say was it was scarf and barf. We would come home and scarf something down, <laughs> run out the door and chase our kids to some activity. So, yeah. you know, this is honestly given the tourism guy a better chance to start looking at different things in the community that I've not had time to do that I advocate for every day. So I'm looking forward to spring already, not to say we don't have anything to do in the winter. So yeah. still going through that period right now. A lot of people tell me it's going to be okay. <clears throat> it will be okay. Yep. Uh, it will be okay. But it is different. It is absolutely different. Yeah. Because you do. You're all those years, you're going, going, going from changing diapers <clears throat> oh my gosh. to preschool yeah. and, you know, elementary school. And by the time you get to middle school, the wheels start to fall off the bus as far yeah. as uh hormones raging and uh all those uh, fun activities but and then all of the activities so yeah you're just immersed in that as a family it's hectic time but it's also a joyous time yeah it's interesting now that we're talking about what our next house is going to be like because yeah. of you know god willing we have we have spouses or you know significant others in our house and, and grandkids i mean crazy to even think about yeah. that so yeah. it's funny our our passion for live music both of you and i love live music and I told my wife, I said, I want to get out and do more concerts and things like that. Yes. So when you brought up the Beatles earlier, I was thinking the other day, if I could go back in time and I could go see one artist or one band, who would that be? And I went straight to YouTube and pulled up an old Led Zeppelin live concert. Ooh. And I'm thinking, you know what? That might be my choice. How about you? What do you think? Oh, it would have to be the Beatles. Would it be? Yeah. Yeah, just historic the music, the yeah. characters that were the Beatles. Yeah, to be to to be able to go back in time, and be in Liverpool to see yes. those lads in a in the cave or what whatever the name of that bar mm -hmm. was that mm -hmm. they performed uh, when they were just kids, you know, college age. Johnny, how about you? Oh, it's definitely the Beatles for me too. Yeah, it's. I mean, that's my child. I I didn't grow up in the era of the Beatles, but uh, my mom was always a Beatles fanatic. So I I. Still to this day, I tease her that I always told her the only music she knew was Christian music or the Beatles. And uh, <laughs> but no, and I've seen most of those Christian artists. But oh, I'd love to see the Beatles. See, I haven't even seen Paul McCartney in concert, oh, but to see all four of them together would really be something. Yeah, he did yeah. a pretty good job at Pinnacle Bank Arena oh, when he was here. Oh my god, that's one of my top fives uh, for likewise, PBA. Yeah. Likewise, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, Jeff, before we go to break, we've uh, we've almost uh, taken up this first half of the of the first half of the show. But uh, speaking of adult beverages, mm -hmm. uh, Beer Week, best ever Beer Week was uh, it? Yeah, October second nice. through the eighth, we did our second annual Beer Week, and we brought together nine participating venues and breweries across the community. We had a passport of sorts. Yeah, uh, you'd go to a brewery, get it checked off, enjoy an adult enjoy adult beverages. The numbers that came back on this were staggering for me. Now. We only had 60 completed passports, but that's 60 people that went to all nine participating agencies. 16,333 Beer Week webpage clicks oh, at Lincoln.org. Nice. That's a big number. That is a big number. And we had 38,000 reach through Facebook. So beer is a big deal. And in fact, we're talking about next year, but we're also talking about rolling out. This is breaking news. Coffee Week this oh. winter. We've got a lot of really good coffee in Lincoln. Absolutely. Oh, that's a great idea. Yeah, it's engaging. It's it's good for the community. You know, we talk about quality of life opportunities, mm -hmm. not only for our visitors, but our local community. So engaging them with the things that they overlook, right? When you're an empty nest, you're thinking, what do I want to go do differently? Yeah. 
and maybe it's coffee, maybe it's beer. So, yeah, we're excited about that and happy to roll that out here in the coming weeks. Very cool. Well, folks, uh, we're up against our first break. Uh, Take a little listen to our our wonderful advertisers, and we'll be back after these messages with Mr. Jeff Mall. Come on back. You're listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Thursday edition. We're delighted that you chose. You've got a lot of things you could be doing, and so I'm just very thankful that you chose to spend a few minutes with us on a Thursday afternoon. Uh, and every Thursday, it's the Lincoln Business Roundtable. We invite the business leaders, the people who make a difference in our business community, the, th- the thought leaders, the movers, the shakers, and Mr. Jeff Mall. Executive Director of Visit Lincoln is uh, one of our regular guests on Thursday, so delighted to have Jeff in the studio uh, talking everything about uh, people visiting Lincoln and all the great things going on. And uh, um, So, update on Convention Center. By the way, Convention Center, I attended uh, the the 16th Annual Nebraska Solar and Wind Conference this week down at the Cornhusker. I've got some clients in that industry, and they were sold out. I think they may have had to turn some folks away. They were so packed, and it just illustrated to me, and I told everybody I could find the story of, yeah, that's why we need a convention center, because it's people like, and there were people from all over the country that come to this wind and solar conference, and, uh, you know, uh, they're going to outgrow. They're starting. They have outgrown that space in uh, at the Cornhusker. A lot of people have outgrown the space at the Cornhusker, and that's why we're talking convention center. We're talking, you know, future developments. We're talking about revenue that is lost in this community annually by not having a sufficient amount of meeting space to 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 meet the needs of the Solar Conference, the Association of County Officials. So the update on that is we are coming up on an October 31st deadline for requests for letters of interest from the development community on a downtown convention center. I feel confident that we will have more than one site that will express interest, and that's good mm-hmm. development-wise. Options are always really good for us, so we have to start thinking about that. Um, I feel really good that by the first part of next year, we're going to start talking about architects, and we're going to bring on a national firm sometime in the next two months to help guide this process. So we have a bunch of really passionate people that have never built a convention center and or developed one. Yeah. So makes sense Need to go out guidance. and find a professional. So. Man, things are really happening there. I can tell you there is a ton of community consensus, and I would be quick to remind people that our Lancaster County Board of Commissioners are leading this project, and I want to thank Commissioner Sean Flowerday, uh, State Senator Elliot Bostar for really pushing this thing to the point that we're going to make this happen. That's so cool. Yeah, I saw both of those folks uh, yesterday along with Krista Yoakum. Of course, Krista was on uh, earlier this week on the show. And, yeah, she they are. They're committed to it. Oh, yeah. And uh, it's, we're going to make it happen. We are. I'm excited, Thanks Dan. You've been leadership. a part of the conversation. Well, Thank you. Yeah. Um, a lot of really good people in this community that continue to evolve the Destination Skyline and, and Pinnacle Bank Arena was this last big thing we did. Yeah. That convention center is going to come yeah. in right after it, along with ball fields, right? Oh, my goodness. I drove past. I took a, a friend to the airport this morning, and uh, it was dark at O'Dark 100 this morning, but I drove past that space, and I could tell there's some stuff going on. I'm out there every two days. I promise you. I'm out there every two days. I pull in the construction interest. They probably recognize my car being <laughs> that guy. We're moving dirt. Uh, we got about half of the dirt completely leveled out things look really good for where we want to be before winter closes in not just this weekend but over the next couple months Um, we'll be coming out of the ground with structures next year 
Uh, we're approving final design on um, the the center concession and tower in between the wheel of four fields. Oh wow! Just a lot of the little fan amenities wow. from admissions and things like that. We do a lot of arm wrestling in our meetings because I see it differently than people that necessarily haven't lived the world sure. of youth sports sure. and high school sports. That's so wonderful! Yeah. yeah, we're having healthy discussions. Yeah, um, remind our listeners where it's going to be located out by Oak Lake. First in Cornusker. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's an old dog run there just north of Oak Lake. We are right to the east of uh, the Zoetis property. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, you drive out there today, you'll see construction fencing and a lot of progress uh, taking place. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, Speaking of the convention center and some other leaders in addition to yourself and and the county board, uh, Mr. Randy Bretz, of course, with the downtown Rotary, uh, was another uh, mover and shaker, an initial uh, proponent of that project. And we had Randy on last night with uh, Jan uh, Bretz and uh, talking about the storytelling uh, conference that's coming up, the Nebraska Storytellers Fest that's coming up next week. And I segue that into <laughs> your talk about uh, the storytelling uh, that you want to do with. Uh, wait a minute, how do we do this, Jeff? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I, I get where he's going. Are, are you are you tracking me somehow? <laughs> I had this all in my mind how yeah, yeah. I was going to segue into your next uh, conversation, and now it, it it's escaped me. So, so fill in the blanks. So storytelling and tourism <laughs> is at its highest level right now, as far as we have to do a better job as an industry yes. doing storytelling. And what storytelling is, is you want to put in the minds of your listeners and people that are looking for something to do, the who, what, when, where, how, the the smells, the feels, the atmosphere. And the storyteller that we had come out, a national speaker, wanted to talk to us about how to tell a story. And if you put yourself in Mayberry, USA, back in the Andy Griffith area, where you Mm -hmm. could walk around town and describe every person on the park bench, what kind of music the birds were playing in the trees, the smell of fresh cut grass, the bakery, the coffee... We have to do a job of delivering the message so that people, when they close their eyes, they go, oh, my gosh, that's Lincoln, Nebraska. Because there's so much competition for our attention, uh, and we all know that. Uh, you know, the, uh, the media is bifurcated. There's so many ways to get information these days. And so, yeah, you've got to cut through that clutter, and you've got to be able to tell a concise, engaging story uh, about your destination. Well, and a lot of it starts with your website and your social media and all your digital advertising. I mean, our my goal has always been with Lincoln.org, our tourism website, that first impact that you see in that first 15 seconds is your community. And if you go to Lincoln.org right now, you see our tourism video, you know everything you need to know about the community. It's almost a scratch and sniff of what to expect, nice. right? Remember nice. how cool those stickers and those books mm-hmm. were? That's the experience that is storytelling. So when I heard Randy and Jan talking last night, I'm thinking, that is the tourism world that we need to be in. We need to tell a better story, but it has to be a believable story. So you were out at the Nebraska Tourism Conference way out west. My uh, gosh, Gehring, Nebraska. That's a load, God's country out yeah. there. It's, oh, it's, uh, it's like a different state. It's amazing. And I uh, had a really good time out there. John Ricks, our tourism commission, who I hope to get on in yeah, future episodes. To, yeah, I'd love to have that. Uh, a lot of good camaraderie and celebration of everything we've done since the pandemic to put tourism back where it belongs. And I enjoyed a lot of really cool restaurants out there. The Tangled Tumbleweed in downtown Gearing, Scott's Bluff area, amazing. Um, went to a breakfast place called The Green Plate, which I've is part of, of the Implement yeah. dealership yeah. north of Scott's Bluff. Uh-huh. And uh, did a lot of really cool flyover brewing was amazing. So got to experience a lot of what western Nebraska is all about. And a lot of people complained about the drive. But oh, oh, oh. my gosh, when you get out oh. past Scott's Bluff and you head up to the Panhandle, oh. 
That's two lanes of happiness in my world. It absolutely is. Uh, our listeners probably know this. I've droned on. I went to high school, uh, middle school and high school out in Ogallala, so uh, I got to see that part of the state for a few years. And, yeah, it's just – and you do. Everybody from down here, uh, any, anybody that thinks they got to go past West O, they start griping about uh, getting out. But once you're out there, uh, it's it's just such a joy. I, uh, I told a lot of people we need to get back out there and encourage people to travel western Nebraska. And I will tell you, there's two really good hotels in the core of Gearing. It's the uh, Monument Inn and the Cobblestone right across the street from one another, adjacent to the Civic Center. But there is a brand-new boutique hotel in north, oh. just a little four minutes to the north called the Hotel 21. It's a conference center, wedding venue. It's a boutique hotel that I would put up against most major metropolitan hotels across the country. Interesting. Amazing. Huh. Very yeah, cool. Good times. Very cool. Well, uh, that's a great summary, Mr. Jeff Mall. And uh, uh, coming up, let me tell you what's coming up uh, here after the news here in just a moment. Uh, Mr. Jeff Stouss. Uh Did I say that right? Stouse. Stouse. I was really, I was so close. Jeff Stouse. Uh, Jeff is with the Nebraska School Activities Association. And so Jeff's going to fill us in what's going on with the NSAA when we come back. And uh, so let's go to the news. Let's hear what's going on. Uh, There's a lot going on in the news, folks. So uh, come back after the news break. We'll be right here on 1499.3 KLIN. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe and Summit 4xe models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. You've worked hard for what you have, your money, your assets, your 401k and home. Isn't it all worth protecting? Nearly one in four consumers have been a victim of identity theft. LifeLock Ultimate Plus helps protect your finances with up to $3 million in reimbursement. LifeLock alerts you to identity threats you might miss. And if your identity is stolen, your dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. Let LifeLock help protect what you've worked so hard for. Save 25% off your first year on LifeLock Ultimate Plus at LifeLock.com slash aware. Terms apply. Educating. Informing. Entertaining. The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. And welcome back to the Thursday edition. Uh, boy, the weather's going to change, boys and girls, so get out there and enjoy it while you can. Uh, but, you know, it is end of October. What do we expect? We, that's why we live in Nebraska, so we get changes in our uh, weather. So we're, change is coming, so get ready. I love this time of year. It's, uh, it's, a, it's a delightful time. And, and uh, anyway, we're so glad you could join us here on the Thursday afternoon. Uh, let me tell you what's coming up uh, on tomorrow's show. Uh, as you probably know, every Friday, it's the Friday Afternoon Club. It's the entertaining portion of the Dan Parsons show. You know, there's only so many, there's only so much informing and educating we can do. By the time we get to Friday, we're kind of wore out. And uh, so we uh, we celebrate uh, Fridays with the Friday Afternoon Club. But... A little uh, edit to tomorrow's show. We, we, uh, Mr. Uh, Chef Kevin Shin is not with us tomorrow. He's off galling, gallivanting around uh, South Texas this week. And so, anyway, so I thought 
we have our six-month anniversary of uh, this little gig that I'm doing coming up next week, Johnny. Uh, Johnny Cadillac, producer extraordinaire, is the official timekeeper, not only on minute-to-minute on the show, but month-to-month, day-to-day. And if if I have my calendar right next week, we'll mark six months of doing this. So I thought... Uh, Johnny, and, and I, I regret that you won't be here because you're, I don't know what you're doing, but you're not doing this tomorrow. So, um, but anyway, we'll celebrate, uh, we'll think of you when we're celebrating the six month anniversary. Well, I'll still have a drink tomorrow night and and do my own cheers to the show. Um, (laughs) (laughs) but no, I do have a little bit of a grievance though, besides the fact, uh, that I'm missing out tomorrow because I've accepted that and. You said Friday's the entertaining part of the show. I'm entertained on Thursdays too. We, darn right. Well, I, th- I <laughs> just like, saying. I like to think we do a little bit of that each uh, yeah, each day. Most definitely, like last Monday. <laughs> oh my goodness! Yeah, that's right. So anyway, uh, join us tomorrow. I've invited some of our regular guests to join us tomorrow afternoon. No, no topic other than you know we're celebrating six months and. We'll probably have an adult beverage. and But I'll tell you what, there's quite a line. I'll tell you later. Some of the folks are going to stop by. Anyway, welcome back to Thursday, uh, where we celebrate uh, the uh, Lincoln Business Roundtable. Uh, each Thursday, we invite the leadership of, uh, of the Lincoln Business community into the show. And, and uh, we're always delighted that Mr. Jeff Mall, uh, Executive Director of Visit Lincoln, can join us. So, Jeff, uh, thanks for sticking around. Always a pleasure. Appreciate appreciate the platform and uh, the friendship. Uh, driving tourism is what we do. Yeah, absolutely. Well, let me introduce uh, our other special guest here this afternoon. Please welcome Jeff Staus. Did I get it right, you Jeff? Got it right. There it is, Jeff Staus. Uh, Jeff is the assistant director of the NSAA, and if you don't know that in your alphabet soup, that's the Nebraska School Activities Association. Jeff. Welcome aboard. Thanks for having me. Really glad to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I I am fascinated by what you do, and I know you've got a close relationship with Visit Lincoln and and Jeff, and and you guys partner with a lot of different things. But give our listeners a little background. How'd you make it to the NSAA? And tell us a little bit about Jeff. How much time do we have, I guess? So so (laughs) here we are. So uh, when I was a college student, I went to the University of Nebraska here in town. I actually was an intern for the NSAA back in uh, 2009, I believe. It was so I'm yeah. dating myself a little bit, but um, got involved as a as a college kid. Um, continued to work events few few years after that, and then I believe in 2011, I want to say, um, got hired full time. I think in July. So I've uh, been with the NSA. This is my 13th school year, uh, 12th year wow. at the association. So I've been around a while. I've seen some things, uh, but it, it's been it's been really good. Well, and I think most of our listeners probably can associate uh, what the organization does, especially when we bring all the high school athletes uh, to Lincoln for the, all the activities. But just remind our listeners your role, or, or the mission of the organization. Broad scale, it's to create opportunities for kids. Yeah. Um, we have, I think, 24 sports now that we oversee and five fine arts activities as well. Oh, so nice. um, for a long time, you know, our brand is has been that the NSA is the other half of education, trying to get kids involved in extracurricular activities. Um, and so that's really what we're what we're here to do. And we're lucky that, you know, we have communities like Lincoln uh, that can provide some of those opportunities, especially at the state level with our state championships. Um, we're really about trying to let those kids tell their own stories uh, out on the court, on the playing field, on the stage, whatever it may be. And so um, broad scale, that's what we like to do is try to create those opportunities for the youth in Nebraska. 
to your headquarters right here, here in here in Lincoln. We're right down by Haymarket Park. Yep. Um, we have a, a building down there that's ours, and uh, so you, you'll probably see that if you come to a Husker baseball game or Husker softball game. I walk that path four miles every morning, so you guys had a bunch of construction going on here. Yeah, recently. yeah. We uh, <laughs> Our building, I think, was built in 2008 or so, and we just recently got uh, a quasi-dock put in to help with some deliveries oh, and that kind of stuff. Doing. So yeah, yeah. had some, uh, some concrete work going on over there, but I think we're finished now. It was a little bit of a pain we all had to kind of park in weird areas for a long time but we're, we're i think we're good to go for now so so jeff i know i've known you long enough to know that uh, boy we're coming up on busy season well, this is a busy season and we're very fortunate to have this jeff in in the studio with us today because we're getting ready to do the state high school volleyball championships next week and wow, next then we're going to move already. into state football and then we're going to think next march about state basketball i think the thing for me is to have jeff in studio uh, it's my chance to thank him and all of the the directors over there that help lead various sports for their time, talent, and treasure, and what it takes to get to where we are next week, and give people just a little glimpse about because this starts with rules meetings and officials and coaches and what it takes to get to where we go next week. I mean, it, it seems like it's almost a year-round thing now. Uh, we start having uh, conversations with you know some of the key players, at least in our activities. It happens all year round, quite honestly. Um, you know, you can go back to um, a rules meeting, as you mentioned. We offer that for our coaches and our officials. I think that goes live in July, so you're starting to think about some of that stuff in June. Um, we have an official summit where we bring in officials from really anywhere and everywhere in Nebraska. We hold that in Kearney, Nebraska. Um, I think we had about 350 officials come out to that this wow. summer, which was fantastic. Um, and volleyball led the way, by the way. I think we had about 110 of that yeah. 300 and some, so I'll put in a plug for our volleyball officials there. But it, it really is a year-round thing now, um, which is can become complicated when you have multiple sports uh, going on at the same time or you're in charge of multiple sports that may overlap a little bit. But I uh, can't speak highly enough about our leadership that we have at the NSAA, uh, my coworkers, everybody that uh, puts in the time and effort to make that happen. And um, it, it's it's a good place to work. There's no doubt about that. And I think we, we really do enjoy the work that we do there, uh, trying to provide those opportunities for kids. We're visiting with Jeff Staus uh, with the Nebraska School Athletics Association. And yeah, I, I can't even imagine what the scheduling must be like uh, to get all of that on the books. And I, that just must be an amazing process. Well, we're we're lucky as well because we do have a lot of really great educators in Nebraska. Uh, some of the unsung heroes, at least in my opinion, are those athletic and activities directors that we have in our schools across our state. Um, that is a job that you don't always get a lot of accolades for, but boy, you're putting in a lot of time to make sure that your kids, um, you know, have officials for their volleyball matches, uh, have judges for their speech meet on a Saturday, um, and they're they're putting in a lot of time and effort to make sure that uh, their kids have those opportunities at the local level. So us being able to work with with that group is it makes us it makes our job easier, quite frankly. So a day a day in the life of Jeff Staus today. Once you spend a little family time when you get home, it's district volleyball time right now. So what what are you doing? Are you on a computer? Are you watching scores? Are you putting data in the kit? What's going on? So yesterday was a long day. Uh, we had um, volleyball at the sub-district and district round that was kind of finishing up last night. And so we move into our next round of competition, which is a district final this Saturday. Those teams that win on Saturday, they advance to the state tournament next week. So Last night, uh, it's a quick turnaround. You know, you have to create these matchups and try to find officials and where we're going to play these these matches on Saturday. Wow. So 
I was at the office last night until about 11 o'clock. I was back there 7.15 or so this morning starting to try to get wow. those officials rolling. So uh, a lot of time on the computer today, a lot of phone calls, a lot of emails. But uh, I think I confirmed my last officials contract <laughs> before I walked in the door here. So I think we're set for Saturday if Mother Nature will help us out a little bit. You know, it's interesting to me that, you know, I spend a lot of time thanking all of you at the NSA for what you do in Lincoln, for also what you do statewide to hear you tell that story right here, I think people have to stop and remember that when an event walks onto the court in any building across this state, there's an organization like the NSAA or guys or gals at those organizations that are in this from the beginning all the way to the finish. And it's got to feel good when you hand and hoist that last trophy at any one of the state championships on Championship Saturday that you can go, all right, we did it. Uh, and that's one of the things that I, I try to preach to our interns that we have now. I'm also in charge of our internship program at the NSAA. and when you're a 21-year-old kid, 22-year-old kid, and you're in the office and you're maybe doing some of those mundane tasks that you think, boy, I wish there was something more going on here sometimes, when you come to our events, you can see why we have to do those things because it makes the th- it makes the event roll smoothly. And so you get some real satisfaction out of seeing some of that maybe grunt work that you do back in July it's important come November 1st through the 4th uh, for our volleyball championships. So, yeah, there's absolutely a, a sense of accomplishment. Uh, you're, you're happy that you can, you know, that your work does matter to other folks. It, it definitely is rewarding. So what are, what are some of the challenges, Jeff, uh, to the organization? Uh, you know, this is a big state, and, uh, you know, rural Nebraska, you know, is, uh, uh, you know, from a population perspective, uh, you know, some of those areas struggle to keep some of those schools in good attendance. And so, anyway, what are some of the challenges uh, with uh, not only sporting activities, but any activities that you guys oversee? I mean, I think just right off the bat, geography is yeah. one that plays a huge yeah. part in it. Um, you know, we we have differing ways of uh, figuring out postseason matchups and different activities. And I suppose before I go into that, I should mention a lot of the way that things are in terms of how our postseason works, how our rules work, that doesn't necessarily come from us in the office. That comes from our membership, our member schools. We have a legislative process where schools can submit uh, proposals to make change to how things operate. And so a lot of the rules and regulations that are in part for the NSAA are put there by our membership uh, and our member schools. And so us staff members in the, in the office, there's 14 of us, we're there as kind of the enforcer of the rules. We don't necessarily make the rules all the time. So, uh, But getting back to it, geography is definitely one of those, those biggest challenges. Um, in our football playoffs, um, the highest seed hosts in a number of our of our classes of competition, um, and so we had one matchup um, that I believe was Fall City. No, it wasn't Fall City Sacred Heart. We had maybe Pawnee City and someone up in the very Sioux County, maybe yeah, Pawnee City Sioux County. That's a long ways away. And so we did the math on it. Uh, I believe we played Northwestern. The Huskers played Northwestern. Mm-hmm. It was a shorter trip for Northwestern to get to Lincoln wow. than it will be for those two schools to play each other in, in I think six man football. So. Uh, interesting that our geography plays that big of a role uh, sometimes, and that that's a challenge. Um, that that's not something that everyone has to deal with. You know, if you're in Lincoln, you know, you're talking about very uh, close proximity, but it's not that way in the Panhandle. Yeah, yeah, I bet that is a big challenge. Well, folks, we're going to take this quick little break. Come back and visit, uh, finish our conversation with the two Jeffs, Jeff Stouse. Jeff, uh, whatever the heck your last name is, <laughs> Jeff Mall. <laughs> it's been, have I told you it's been a long week for me? It has. Uh, we'll take this break. Come right back. Thanks. Cool. 
listening to The Dan Parsons Show on 1499.3 KLIN. Hey, welcome back to the Thursday edition. We're stumbling. I'm stumbling and bumbling my way through the week, and so I'm thankful that uh, uh, that you're along for the ride. And uh, every Thursday, we welcome into the studio uh, the business leaders in our community, the Thursday Business Round, the Lincoln Business Roundtable. And uh, Mr. Jeff Mall from uh, Visit Lincoln is with us, and Jeff Stops, uh, Assistant Director of the Nebraska School Athletics Association. And uh, Jeff Stops, I wanted to pass along Mr. Alan Bierman just called up on the studio line and, and of course the legendary Alan Bierman uh, uh, Nebraska Athletic or excuse me the Nebraska Press Association of course former Secretary of State uh, to the state of Nebraska and and as Alan uh, said he's um, uh, he's only semi-retired <laughs> been having that conversation he uh, his favorite saying is he failed retirement that's, again that's what he said and that's so... exactly what he said but he wanted me to pass along his thank you to you Jeff Staus and the work that you do, and uh, especially as it relates to the news media here in the state. So, now, Alan was was really really great to work with in my role. Media is another one of my responsibilities at the NSA, and Alan was one of our founding members of the media advisory committee that we have, and so worked closely with him for several years. And uh, that, that was always a pleasure. Alan's a great man. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He failed at retirement. I like multiple that. times. <laughs> um, well, let's let's talk a little bit about the volleyball tournament coming up, and um, and and Jeff Mall, feel free to to weigh in on this because I know uh, how exciting it is for this city to bring all of those young people and their families to Lincoln, uh, but it's also really excited uh, for our Lincoln listeners when the Lincoln teams uh, get to stay in town, and and uh, and so any predictions on uh, some of the district tournaments of who we're going to see coming well, our, next week? Our largest classification, Class A, uh, finished their district round last night. So we know for sure seven of the eight qualifiers in Class A, and I believe we have three Lincoln schools that have qualified um, for the tournament next week. I believe Lincoln East, Lincoln Southwest, and Lincoln Pius. Uh, Go Bolts. Nice. Have, have all uh, nice. qualified for next week. So we do have some local flavor coming. Um, definitely we'll probably see some more um, over the next couple days when we get matches going on Saturday for the, those other qualifying spots. Uh, a lot of local teams uh, in the mix, and so I'm sure we'll have some uh, familiar faces down here um, come next week. Jeff, what's that like for you and your crew? I'm somewhat familiar with it, but I, I get to witness that uh, through you, and it's it's a heck of a process. It's the most wonderful time of the year. Um, <laughs> I, I can tell you that I, I remember almost every state championship that I've had a chance in my 21 years to wow. be a part of, from what we used to have at Pershing Center, Pershing Auditorium, to what we've grown this thing into thanks to the NSAA and, and the partnership that we have in this community. But it's something special from seeing whether that's the girls or the boys walking into any one of our buildings and knowing they made it to the, made it to state. It's a reunion back in Lincoln for a lot of families and business leaders across the state. They love coming to the capital city, and, and we get a chance to feed them all pizza during our pizza feeds, and we create this great experience for them. And I think this community does such a great job of being an extension of small-town Nebraska. Absolutely. There's this welcoming feel. Yep. It's the pace of life that they're used to, yep. and they're used to calling the capital city their home. And uh, I, I'm excited about next week. And it's exciting to know that it's, it's on our doorstep. It, it's coming. So, Jeff, if you could, just... Tell people what they would what they would expect next week if they were to come to state volleyball for the very first time. 
you're going to see an electric atmosphere for sure. Um, you know, it's a, it's a four day event. We start on Wednesday. We go all the way through Saturday. Uh, our first three days, we get to play at Pinnacle Bank Arena. Uh, we have two courts set up simultaneously. Um, probably my favorite day of the tournament is Friday. It's that semifinal day. Um, everybody that's playing in that, in those matches, if they win, they're going to make it to the championship match, which is the goal of everyone when we start the season. Um, and then we get to go to the Bob Devaney Sports Center on Saturday. Wow. Um, you know, you, <clears throat> I brag about this, uh, to my colleagues in other states. You know, we have easily the best facilities that we get to play our volleyball championships in of anyone in the country. When you talk about Pinnacle Bank Arena, you know, a top 10 arena in the country, yep. and then the Devaney Center is by far the best volleyball facility that we have in the country, and our high school girls get to play there for their state championship matches. And my goodness, the hype around Husker Volleyball, it's its legend. I mean, it's now international with that event we had uh, at Memorial Stadium uh, earlier this uh, summer, uh, late summer, and my goodness, I think everybody in this state is a volleyball fan, and that's not new. It's just now the bandwagon is, you, you know, is full. <laughs> it, exactly. And we're seeing that, you know, trickle down. We watched, you know, after the volleyball day in Nebraska in August, you saw some other attendance records, um, you know, at the, at the Division II level in Kearney go down. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised to see some, some large attendance numbers, uh, for our event, uh, next week as well. People are really excited about volleyball in Nebraska and for good reason. We have, extremely talented girls uh that are that are out there playing their hearts out and it, it really is an entertaining game to watch um it's you know you see that by some of the numbers we see on tv th for college matches and uh really excited and i i would be uh, remiss if i didn't thank visit lincoln for uh being a partner in this with us to help us have those facilities available uh for our schools and the and our participants uh like i said we are we are lucky uh in nebraska to have that partnership and have uh that ability to be there because it is not like that everywhere in the country i can tell you that and and folks can buy advanced tickets so this is what i love about this sport is because again because of the attention uh that nebraska has nebraska university of nebraska has placed on this i just think there's a lot of people whether you've got a team a favorite team or not just love to go to the tournament absolutely yeah we have links all over our website nsahome.org uh, you can go on there and, and order tickets we do all online tickets uh you can buy a ticket i think for 10 bucks as an adult and you're in for all day so if you if you get there in the morning and you stay there all day you can can watch 12 volleyball matches in one day for 10 bucks seems like a pretty good deal to me so it sounds like we need to encourage people to take a day off pull your girls out of school yeah take them to nsa volleyball and really see something special because you talk about those two venues the two courts at pba and then the road to devaney is something special and if you're looking for a trigger out there if you don't already have your young girls or your young ladies in your house hooked on volleyball They'll be hooked if they come next week. Yeah, I don't know if I can endorse the taking kids out of school being in the <laughs> quasi-education here, but what I will say is that I'm, a, I'm an experienced person. Yeah. I like experiences, and if you have not been to our state volleyball championships, it is an experience. So uh, come on out, watch, uh, watch these girls play their hearts out on the court, and, and I guarantee you won't regret it. And then we follow that up with uh, football. That's correct. Yeah, well, two weeks after uh, our volleyball championships, maybe three, two mm -hmm. and a half weeks yeah. after, uh, we'll be at Memorial Stadium. Uh, and so our boys will get that opportunity to play in, again, one of the best facilities in the country for football. Uh, we'll be back on Monday and Tuesday the 20th and 21st, yep. I yep. believe. Yes, right for that um, week leading into uh, Thanksgiving. Yep, and so we'll have we'll have some games uh, going on there and uh, be another great event for us. Well, I will tell you that, that the goal of this organization, through an amazing partnership with the University of Nebraska, the Lincoln Public Schools, and Pinnacle Bank Arena, 
is to put these student athletes in the best possible situation experience wise. And this partnership we have with the NSA, Jeff, I appreciate the kudos, but back at you, we're working together to create the best possible experience. And I think we've done it right here in Lincoln. Jeff Mall, thank you very much. Jeff Staus, thank you. Uh, good luck next week with everything. Uh, folks, uh, I'll just remind you real quick, coming up on tomorrow's show, the Friday Afternoon Club, uh, and we're going to have all kinds of guests. Jason Ball, Ryan Horn, Danielle Conrad, Paul Hamill, Kim Remington, Deb Shore. Join us. We're going to have a blast. Uh, that's the show, folks. Now go do good things. <laughs> <laughs>